Welcome to the St. Mary Amy Church Weekly Podcast. I'm the Reverend James T. Taylor. We're located at 600 South Salem Street in Apex, North Carolina. Currently, we are not worshiping in the building, but we are providing a Zoom service each and every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. That meeting ID number is 694-664-2392. The passcode in lowercase is S-T-M-A-R-Y-A-M-E. Come go with us as we look into the Word of God for strength and direction. Good morning. We're ready to start our Sunday morning worship experience on today. Uh, it's good to be uh, gathered together again in the name of the Lord. Uh, our call to worship is as follows. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalm, hymns, and song from the Spirit. Sing to God with gladness in your heart. At this time, we will have a selection by our new Dimension Choir.
Hallelujah. We worship you, not because of what you give us, but just because of who you are. And we come this morning to worship him because he's, he's worthy to be praised. If it had not been for him on our side, we need to ask ourselves, where would we be this morning? But since he has given us the opportunity to come together and worship him in spirit and in truth, we come with glad hearts. We come with a, a mind to praise him because he's worthy to be praised. At this time, we'll ask that Reverend Cross come and give us our opening prayer on this morning. Reverend Cross. Good morning, everyone. Every head our Father, our God, we just thank you that we're able to come before you this morning seeking your divine guidance. We come, O oh God, with calm hearts, with calm spirits, and with a clear mind, knowing that you are the God that we need in these trying times. Yes, good Father, that you please forgive us for all our sins and thought, word, and deed. Yes, the Lord, you clean us up right now. Set our minds on hearing from above. Because we need a word right now, God. We need a word from you. We need guidance. We need leadership. And we need, oh God, for you to be on our side. We pray now, Father God, for all those that were mentioned this morning in, in our sick list. Sister Tim Barrett, Sister Vanilla Howard, Reverend Wright, Reverend Miles, and Shakina McClain. There may be others, oh, Father God, that we don't know about. We ask, oh, Lord, that you would look down on each and every one of these and keep them safe and out of harm's way. Thank you for those that are already home. We ask, oh, God, that you would allow your guardian angels to cover them and stay with them as they go through a speedy recovery. We ask, Lord, right now that you would just look down on each and every home, each and every household represented here at this one. We don't know everything, oh, God, but you do. We ask, oh, God, that you would just... Bless each family that's represented. Bless them in a very special way. And keep our minds focused on you. Pray, on our, pray now, God, for our presiding elder. Pray for our bishop. And we pray for our great pastor who is leading us in the right direction. We ask God to keep us all safe and out of harm's way. Oh, God, this is our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Reverend Cross, for that prayer. We understand and we come to recognize that prayer changes things and we are the recipient of so many other people's prayer, even those individuals that we don't even know that pray for us because the Lord had placed them uh, for us to be able to go through the things that we have to go through. Also, again, uh, we, we did pray for uh, uh, Sister Timberhead and ben, Sister Benita and Baron and Shakina McLean. Uh, let us keep the, all those people in mind, uh, not just today, but all during the week, because uh, the enemy is always busy, and we need to be busy about our Father's work. Now, keeping in mind also, the next announcement is that we will start our annual conference through Zoom on the 29th uh, of April, uh, and it will run through the 30th. Uh, so if you want to be a part of that, uh, there are uh, invites that the, can be sent to you if you like, but you need to get the invite 
uh, so you can log on at any time. Uh, are there any other announcements that should uh, that should we we should be, we should be aware of? Yes, uh, Reverend Taylor. On tomorrow night, I think it's at six. Um, Anita Wilson, who will be our guest performer for the conference this year, will be performing. Uh, so, uh, if anyone is interested in looking at uh, the performance, uh, I can send you the link, and uh, you can look at it. Amen. That is the missionary. Missionary. The yes. Missionary. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, we'll keep that in mind, and yes, we'll definitely jump on and see what's uh, what y'all what y'all doing. <laughs> okay. Amen. Also, now we'll, there are no other announcements. We're moving to our scripture this morning. And our scripture is taken from Matthew, the seventh chapter and the twelfth verse. And of course, we'll be using this scripture as our foundation for our message on this morning. Matthew, the seventh chapter and the twelfth verse. And it reads like this. Therefore, all things whatsoever you would that man should do to you, do ye even so unto them. Let's let that kind of sink in this morning. Uh, and we'll move from there. This morning we're going to, we have another song. Uh, I, I, I forgot to call somebody. So I take full responsibility for my omission. Although I did place a reminder on my calendar, but uh, I didn't do it. So anyway, we have another selection by our new Dimension Choir. you <laughs> 
His glory is not about our glory, is His glory. And we come this morning to recognize who He is and, and give Him the adoration that He deserves. At this time, we're going to go into the message. Uh, let us pray. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, my Lord, my strength, and my Redeemer. Amen. This morning, I want to use for a topic, Brotherhood in the neighborhood brotherhood in the neighborhood you know initially i had planned on doing something different this morning but the holy spirit would not let me present what i had worked on for today and the holy spirit led me to something else i've been working on uh and it reminds me uh of that you know, for the last, not just the last couple of weeks, but we can just look at the last few days and we see so many people being killed uh, at the hands of the police. I want to say this is that that is just a result of a deeper issue in our society. And we, we, we see our world is plagued with racial and ethnic and, and religious problems. We live in a very sick society where brotherhood takes a back seat to hatred. It's everywhere. It's, it is in the smallest communities. It's in the largest communities. It's in the largest states. It's in the smallest states. And it's here where we live in America, in the suburbs and in the cities, on the, the, the dirt roads and on the main roads uh, across the town and our, in our backyard. We, we, we tweet our discontent. We march for change. But instead of things getting better, they seem to be getting a little worse. With all the advances in technology, you would expect better. In a world where we can pick up the cell phone and you can call anybody around the world with a couple of seconds. And it used to be that, well, first of all, there was no thing as a cell phone. You had to go to the phone booth. But now, with the, the old adage, you can reach out and touch someone at a moment's notice because you have them in your pocket. And all you have to do is hit their number and they will be at your disposal. 
But we need to understand something is that that we we these things that we are contending with should not be. We have money and means to make hunger go away, but children still go hungry every day. We have the knowledge to to eradicate some diseases, but with those diseases are still haunting us today. We have the power to end poverty, but 736 million people live in extreme poverty without clean water or sufficient food or health care. We have the common sense to know that guns kill, but we refuse to create laws to restrict their use. We have economic problems. We have social problems. Uh, we have racial problems. We have domestic problems. We have, we have church problems and, and so on and so on. No matter which direction you look in, we have problems in the neighborhood. What would Jesus do? He certainly would not be doing some of the things that we have done in the past. He certainly would not call some countries blip nations. He certainly would not say there are some folk who cannot come into this country. Uh, he certainly would not freeze the minimum wage and, and knowing that things go up, but your wages are still down and you find yourself working two and three jobs and you still don't have a decent place to live. He would not be on board with kicking 10 million people off of the governmental health plan. The solution for all of our problems is found in one sentence in the Bible. One sentence. Uh, no, I'm not crazy. I'm not suffering from some mental instability. I, I read the solution myself and, and you have too. The hard part is choosing not to ignore it. The solution is one sentence spoken by Jesus. You know it. The one we call Savior. Here it is. Therefore, all things whatsoever you would that men should do to you, do even also unto him. Amazing, isn't it? That a one-sentence solution could solve nine-tenths of all the world's problems if we would just allow brotherhood to infiltrate the neighborhood. Most of our problems will vanish overnight. Do unto others as you have them to do unto you. It's, it's so simple that even a child can understand that. And we obey it. If we obey it on a global scale, uh, it, it would be like you remember the, the Mr. Rogers uh, 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 on TV, PBS. Mr. Rogers, he said, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Of course, obeying what we call the golden rule wouldn't solve all of our problems. But imagine how much pain we could get rid of if we just cared a little more about others and stop hoarding a lot less. 90% of our problems involve our relationship with fellow human beings. <laughs> Hallelujah in the house. You, 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 th you think that, you know, you got problems now. Now your problems stem from other folk involved in your life. That's where a lot of our problems come from. If you can live by yourself, you wouldn't have no problems. But I beg to differ. You would not even be able to get along with yourself. 
There are some days that you get mad with yourself and you, oh, come on here. Don't look at me like I'm going to praise it. You are mad with yourself and, and you wonder why you're mad with yourself. So you cannot say that if if the way, if everybody was like me, the world would be a better place. Now the world would be just as wrapped up as it is now. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So we need to understand that you you, de you deal with folk on your job. You deal with folks in the church. Uh, you deal with folks in your family. And, and it's all based on relationships. Uh, uh, neighbors share the same neighborhood every day. You've got the same family you woke up with last night that's going to be in your family tomorrow. The same stuff is still in the mix. And all of these situations where our relationship does not go like we want to go is because that we are not abiding by the golden rule. Ha, huh? yeah, yeah, I, I treat you like I want to treat you, but you can't treat me like I treat you. Well, therefore, you set yourself up for a mess. Because there's a time when people would say, I will not allow you to talk to me, act that way toward me, and I'm going to say something. And, and and this old stuff about you you know you know you children are to be uh, seen but not heard. I'm here to tell you, children will speak up now. If if mom and dad ain't living right, the children are more than likely. And these days, we'll tell them, Mama, how do you expect me to stop smoking when you looking like a chimney? How how how, how would you like me, me to stop running the street? When every night at around 11 o'clock, I can hear you talking about, I'm going to get my groove on. Huh? Children see and hear, and then now they do what they don't want to do because they have seen mom and daddy do it. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 uh -huh. yeah, uh, uh, yeah, see, uh, I never met a person who wanted to be robbed or, 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 or ridiculed. I, I never met a person who, who wanted their car stolen or, or, or their kids addicted to drugs or, 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 and this is not how Jesus wants us to live. His golden rule said, don't mug a man, but hug a man. Hallelujah. Whatever you would that man should do to you, do ye even so to them. Imagine a peace. And loving people controlled in our streets and our neighborhoods and uh, our cities and uh, in our states and in our countries, uh, the whole world. In, in my spirit, I can hear your, your rebuttal say, saying, what can I do? I, I'm just one person. I can't change the world, but you can. You can change your world. The one that begins with your family and continues in your neighborhood around you. You can spread brotherhood in your neighborhood. Hallelujah. That, 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 it has to start with me. You, you got to say, I'm going to be the catalyst for this thing. We got to stop waiting on somebody else to step up. Why don't you step up? God gave you the ability to get up this morning. He gave you the ability to love on somebody else. Get out of your own self uh, and let somebody know that the God that woke me up this morning uh, is a loving God uh, and since he loved me I got to love you loving you is not optional uh, I gotta love you because of the God that I serve he called me to love you ah uh, we know the parable of Lazarus begging at the gate of the rich man that ease, that they both died within a few feet of each other and possibly on the same day. 
Davies could have saved Lazarus who died of starvation. I often wondered how Davies met his demise. Was it the extra helping of prime rib or the veggies cooked in fat back? Maybe it was the fifth glass of wine or, or, or too many candies and too many sweets. Maybe if he had shared some of his bounty with Lazarus, they both would have lived a little bit longer. You can help behind your neighborhood if you want to. You have to be intentional regardless of what it looks like. Um, uh, politics often hinder our ability to readily share what we have. But there are enough non-political organizations who, who welcome you to get involved. Hallelujah. If you want to get involved, uh, there's somebody that said, we got a place for you at the table. Uh, there, 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 there's places like the urban ministries. Uh, there's there, there food shelters. Uh, there are food pantries. Uh, there are people that want to help somebody. You got to stop talking about. They put this on themselves. But you need to let somebody know. If it had not been for the love of God, if it had not been for somebody intervening in your situation, you would be homeless. You would be hungry. You would be strung out on drugs. So, so you got to stop putting these excuses to talk about, well, they know better. You, there's a lot of things that you did that you knew better, but you still did it anyhow. I'm here to tell you that just because uh, you thought oh, preach this thing now, just because you hit, took a hit of marijuana huh, and a little hit of cocaine uh, and you did, get, and did you did not get cracked out, huh, don't mean that you were so strong. It meant that the situation was not just right for you. So stop looking at the other folk who, who took a hit and got hooked. You better thank God. You better give God a wave offering. You better give God a shout offering. Say, if it had not been for the love of God, I would still be strung out. But, but somebody came along. Somebody told me about the love of God. Somebody told me that, that just hold on and the Lord will fight my battles. So, so I don't have no room to judge nobody. Hallelujah in the house. Oh, yeah. The other ways to spread brotherhood in the neighborhood besides feeding the hungry and refusing to commit crimes. Uh, how about refusing to ignore the homeless person on the side of the road? Uh, how about refusing to, to, to insult the ignorant and the uneducated? How about refusing to hate or, or disrespect your enemies? Uh, how about refusing to use racial slurs or, or ethnic jokes? Uh, respect and dignity and promote harmony. The work in the church too. Uh, a little respect and a little dignity stuff uh, uh, goes a long ways in the church. Uh, a little respect and dignity stop pew fighting uh, in the church. Uh, a little respect and dignity would turn ministry spats into fireside chats. Uh, there is a lot to complain about. Uh, we're frightened by threats of war, uh, but we still gossip about our neighbors. Uh, we're angry about underhanded politics, uh, but we still cheat on our taxes. Uh, oh, how can Christians claim to be Christ-like uh, when we find it challenging to spread the golden rule even in our own homes. If we're going to master the golden rule, we, we have to stop fighting and feuding and, and among ourselves. 
We're supposed to be the light of the world. Uh, up till now, it's probably been to Christ's advantage to have our light hid under a bushel, but it's time to get it right. Um, I, I remember a long time ago that me, my brother and I, we used to fight all the time. We were young, uh, and our mama told us, he said, y'all will have enough problems out there in the world. Y'all need to stop fighting one another and get along. Hallelujah, anyhow. And that's what the body of Christ need to be doing. Stop fighting one another because all that does, it create a distraction for the devil. So here's the devil can point and say, see them folk? I told you they won't know good. They're up in that, you heard them, they're up in that church every Sunday, but they got more hell in them than hell got. We got to be able to get along. A friend of mine told me, a, 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 a white friend of mine told me, said, what is, it is a glorious opportunity for you to be Christ-like while you are under constant attack. <laughs> he obviously had never suffered any relentless racism. Smiling under the kind of pressure is not easy. Dr. King knew it was the only way to shine our light effectively. He knew that if the Christian light was going to shine around the world, it had to start with persecution. The Christian light has to shine for all the world to see. A light reflects our Savior. We, we can't turn a deaf ear. We can't make our own rules. We can't reject Christ and his teaching. And we can't go back to the Mosaic law, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Because that was put to rest. Hallelujah. On Calvary's hill. Christ gave us the perfect rule to live by. The golden rule. It's a simple solution for spreading brotherhood in the neighborhood. As ye would that men should do unto you. Do ye even so to them. In other words. Put yourself in the other person's shoe and act accordingly. Hallelujah. Yeah. You need to walk a mile in somebody else's shoe before you start running your mouth. You, you don't know what somebody is coming through. You don't know what somebody is coming out of. You don't know. They may have a smile on their face, but you don't know. In the wee moments of the night, they shed brownie tears, wondering what the next day is going to hold. But I'm here to tell you that weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. You got to let somebody know I, I, I may be smiling on the outside, but there's some pain on the inside. But when I think of the goodness of Jesus in all that he has done, my very soul cries out, hallelujah. I'm so glad that the Lord loves us enough that, that he will walk with us through this situation. I'm so glad that he loves us enough that he love upon us. When we feel as though that we're unlovable, when we feel as though that 
nobody cares. I'm so glad that the Bible says that he'll rock you in his arms, that he'll let the world know that everything is all right. I'm so glad that we serve a Savior, that he walks with us and he talks with us. And every now and then, he tells us that we are his own. I'm so glad that we belong in the family of Christ. I'm so glad that trouble don't last always. Oh yes, the storms of life may come, but one thing about it, it can't last always. I'm so glad we got to work for peace in the neighborhood. Stop looking in somebody else's neighborhood. There's somebody in your neighborhood that you can help. There's somebody watching you right now saying, if she would only talk to me, if he would only talk to me, I would put down that pipe. I would put down that bottle. But since they don't care nothing about me, I'm going to keep on doing what I'm doing. But you need to remind yourself that somebody saw something in you that you did not see in yourself. Somebody took the time and began to talk to you along the wayside. Oh, hallelujah. And, and the, the biggest thing, what they, they tell you, you know your mom and daddy didn't raise you this way. Hallelujah. Anyhow, that put that little something in your ear that makes you know that you ain't got no excuse to do what you do because you was not raised that way. Circumstances and situations may have put you in that thing, but I'm so glad that you reflect about your heritage and you have been adopted into the body of Christ. That should let you know that you may not have a nickel in your pocket, a dime in the bank, but you are just as rich and wealthy as those that do. I'm so glad that the God that we serve, we have got the stress. There's got to be brotherhood in the neighborhood. And let me take this a little bit further. I'm not talking about those who look like you either. Oh, yeah. It's easy to love folk who sometimes that look like you. But you got to extend yourself out. And love of on folk that don't look like you. You got to extend your time out to love up on folk that this, they would try to use you. You got to love the hell out of them. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's, it's easy for you to just go ahead and, uh, and, and, and just ignore folk. Huh? But if you're going to change them, uh, you got to change the way you deal with them. You cannot go hide talking about nobody knows the trouble I see. No, you got to go out there and say, look, I, you may not like me, proud boys, but you know what? The God that I serve has given me the strength to love of you. I don't love what you do, but I'm going to love you because you are a creation of the God I serve and I will be living beneath my privilege if I don't love you. And the Bible says, oh, no man, but only to love him. Hallelujah. Only to love him. Christ lived by the golden rule. He intervened in the lives of all who were suffering. He sought out the dying. And he saved us. He knew he was born into this world for this purpose. 
He knew his submission would conquer our rebellion. He knew his righteousness would conquer our wickedness. He knew his truth would conquer our deceit. He knew his compassion would conquer our jealousy. He knew his confidence would conquer our fear. He knew his wisdom would conquer our foolishness. So he fulfilled all righteousness with the greatest demonstration of the golden rule. He died for you and I. And then it didn't stop there. He charged us. He commanded us. He did not make a suggestion. He commanded us. He charged us to go and do likewise. Not to die on the cross, but to die to self and live a life pleasing only to Christ. That's the only way to spread brotherhood in the neighborhood. That's the only way is that you got to die <laughs> unto yourself. Uh, and the Bible tells us that we must die daily. We must die daily. Because when we die daily, we put off the old stuff and we'll begin putting on the new stuff. My brothers and my sisters, God is calling us to be the light in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
Amen. 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 I want to thank you, Lord, for all that you have done for us. As we close before the benediction, let me utter a prayer because the Holy Spirit is saying that we, we, need, to, we need to pray. Father God, we come to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you yet for what we have heard. Lord, let us be the catalyst in our neighborhood. Let us be the ones that can stand out and share your love to this fallen world that they may see the light and walk into the light out of their darkness. Let us not stand in judgment, but let us stand in love, that we may love all men as you have required us and called us to do, that as we love one another as you have loved us, we make the world a better place. And let us remind ourselves this week that uh, we must be a part of the solution because when we're not part of the solution, we're part of the problem and we seek to have brotherhood in the neighborhood outside of what we may have thought previously. Helping guide us, God, that we may be the example that you have called us to be in these days. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. I trust and believe our hearts have been fed, that our souls have been encouraged that we will continue to walk in the stead that Christ has called us to walk. If our hearts and minds are clear, let us close with this benediction. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another, in accord with Christ Jesus, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Until we meet again, may this week be a blessing unto you and go out and bless somebody else because somebody is waiting for your smile. Somebody is waiting for you to encourage them along their way. So let us be what God has designed for us to be and let us be that catalyst in our neighborhood. Until we meet again, may the love of Christ abide and rule with you. Amen.